You're listening to episode number 81 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the topic of how to handle difficult clients. Now, I'm sure we've all had our fair share, but if you haven't, it's likely you will encounter a difficult client very soon. And I want you to be equipped with the knowledge of what to do and how to handle it. Now, before booking clients, we don't always know that it's going to be a difficult client, right? And so we typically get stuck in this scenario. And I want to give you some really actionable steps that you can take when you encounter a conflict with a client. And I want you to feel confident with how to handle it. So if you're ready, let's jump right in. Hey, mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. It is a sunny Saturday morning here in Arizona and my husband has taken the kids to go do some shopping. And so it's a quiet house and I typically don't work on the weekends, but I am still adjusting to our new homeschool schedule and what that looks like as a business owner. As many of you know, we just started homeschooling this year, so about a month ago, and it's been a really interesting transition to say the least. It's going really well, but the number one question I get is, how are you getting all of your work done? And this is definitely something that I was worried about. This was my biggest concern when deciding to homeschool, and it's actually been going really well. I've had to be a lot more intentional, and I wanted to share something with you guys because you are my favorite people. I thank you so much for tuning in every week and investing your time and spending it with me, and so I wanted to share this big celebratory win, which is that the month of August has been my highest revenue month I have ever had in my 10 years in business. Now, I don't say this to brag. I only say this to prove that it's not the amount of time you have, it's how you spend it. So I started the Purpose Gathering over to, well, I would say about two and a half years ago. So it was March of 2019. And that's when we had our first meetup because the Purpose Gathering actually started as an in-person meetup group. And then one year into business, the pandemic hit and my in-person meetup group changed to being online. And then I introduced my one-on-one coaching and my signature program called the Side Hustler to CEO 
which is specifically designed for mom photographers. So it has been a wild and crazy ride over the last couple of years, as I'm sure you can relate. So I have really began to step into this idea of using my time extremely wisely because now I have so little of it that I need to make sure when I am working, I am spending my time focused on the right things. Okay, so let's transition into talking about handling difficult clients. And this podcast episode was actually inspired by one of the mamas inside that Side Hustler to CEO program. She was having some difficulties, some conflicts actually, with a current client that she had already booked. So they had already paid and they haven't done the shoot yet and she was running into some issues and just seeing red flag after red flag, them questioning, you know, why she was doing certain things, asking her to change her editing style, just a number of different things, as I'm sure some of you can relate right now. So I thought that it would be super helpful for all of you listening as well to be able to give you some practical and tactical action steps that you can take when you encounter this type of client. Now, I feel as though I need to let you know that this situation or this sort of difficulty really is twofold. So obviously, if you encounter a situation with a difficult client, you have to handle it right then and there. But there are also some preventative things that we can do by setting boundaries and expectations up front with our clients before they book. However, I want to make this a really to-the-point episode, and so I'm going to create a follow-up episode about the boundary aspect, and today I just want to focus on handling those clients right now because I feel like so often we find ourselves in sticky situations and we start thinking, oh gosh, well, I should have done this and I should have done that, and none of that matters right now in the moment. What matters is how are we going to handle this conflict now, and then we can talk about how we're going to prevent it later in the future. So step number one, when you find yourself in a situation with a difficult client is to assess the situation. I really want you to start becoming a detective and start to take all of the communication that you have had thus far with that client. And I want you to identify the concerns. I want you to really pick out the things that you feel like the client is struggling with or resisting. And I want you to do that so that you can relay it back to them in the next step. Next, I want you to map out what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not. Okay, this is huge because I think so often we jump into problem solving, we jump into the conversation feeling a little bit defensive or maybe feeling super sort of timid and feeling like, oh, well, okay, they're upset. So what? what's the solution that they're looking for? What's the answer that they want? And we don't really take a minute to unpackage first what our boundaries are and what expectations that we expect as a photographer. And so we want to be really clear about what we're willing to compromise on and what we're not. So figuring out what that that looks like in advance is going to really help us again with this next step, which is making a list of possible solutions and compromises. 
So now that we sort of have identified what their concerns are and we're understanding what we're willing to compromise on, now we're coming up with those ideas and those solutions that we can present to our client. The next step here is to type up notes so that we have an outline because I'm going to suggest that you get on the phone with these clients. That's going to be the big key next step. So first, we're going to assess the situation. And I just gave you a lot of mini steps to do. But second, we're going to get on the phone with that client. And I know this feels really uncomfortable. It feels really awkward, especially when you have a client that is pushing the boundaries or you have a client that just seems really difficult and it feels intimidating. But I am telling you from experience that a lot of gets lost in translation in a in an email or a text message. And it's really hard to convey certain things like tone and perspective. And so getting on the phone will really help clarify things and it will ease the tension because you can both hear each other's tones. You can understand their perspective. Now, I recommend that you go into the phone call leading the phone call. Okay, they might have concerns, but it is your job as the professional to lead the conversation and to keep the conversation really light and upbeat because a lot of people don't like conflict either. And they might be feeling really like, oh, I hope she's not mad at me or like, you know, I hope she doesn't feel like I'm upset with her. And so I feel like there's just always a lot of assumptions when it comes to communication via text or email. So when you get on the phone with a client, I want you to keep everything upbeat and reassure them that you are here to help, that you are here to clarify some things and that you just want them to have an incredible experience. And so using words such as, I'm hearing you say X, Y, Z. Is that what you're saying? Or I'm hearing that your concern is fill in the blank, right? Relaying back to them those concerns that you identified and asking them, is that what the real concern is? And then giving them the opportunity to clarify. I think that's huge because we want to make sure that we understand what we're dealing with before we jump in and we start to to fix things or we start to offer solutions. So clarifying what their concern is, is going to be really big. Next, I want you to offer those possible solutions and compromises that you already came up with. And if they start spewing off a whole nother list of things that you had no idea, just let them know, okay, I wasn't aware that that was a concern. So let me give it some time to think that over and I'll get back to you on that. But for this, we're going to talk through what we can do. So you're going to give them some options of what you are willing to compromise and ask them, you know, these are the things I think might work well as a compromise. What do you think? So never allow your client to come up with the compromise because typically they're probably going to come up with something that you never even thought of and you'll be put on the spot and then you'll You'll do maybe what I did, which is, you know, sometimes I get into a sticky situation and I'll say, well, what do you think would be a good compromise? And they come back with something and then I'm like, 
okay, sure. And then I'm appeasing them and I'm not giving myself an opportunity to actually think through if that's something I'm comfortable with. So I would absolutely advise not doing that and giving them the compromise. Now, if they come forth and say something like, well, I'm not really comfortable with any of these options. This is what I suggest. Then again, that's an opportunity for you to say, okay, I will definitely take that into consideration. I'm going to need a little bit of time to think about that and then I'll get back to you. Because there's nothing worse than being on the phone and being feeling like you're pressured to say yes and then and feeling stuck. So I don't want you to get into a more sticky situation. And then I want you to avoid agreeing to anything verbally and making sure that you have everything in writing before you guys finalize this agreement. So make sure that the language that you're using are things like, okay, it sounds like we've come to a compromise here, but I want to make sure I put that in writing so that we can both have the opportunity to think it through before we sign off on this new compromise that I'll amend in the contract. And again, it's really important that whatever you agree to gets put in writing in the contract so that you can always refer back to that and say, hey, this is what we talked about, this is what you signed off on, and this is what we agreed to. It's really sticky when you're doing verbally, you know, verbal agreements via the phone because you don't really have a record of if that was really true or not. And they could have misunderstood something. And so this written agreement is absolutely important. Hey mama, I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create. And then finally, we're going to be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore, so if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com productivity, and I can't wait to see you there. Now, this next step is really important, and I debated whether I should put it with the get on the phone step, but I feel like it's its own step because I really want to make sure that you're aware of how important this is. And I wasn't really sure where exactly it should go. So I'm putting it right here. But it's to truly listen to your clients. I want you to avoid getting defensive. And I really want you to put yourself in their shoes and understand their concerns. Understand their requests from a client point of view. Because likely, they aren't professional photographers. They probably don't do this on a regular basis, and they may not understand why you have certain policies. And this is an opportunity, a great opportunity for you to educate them and for you to be able to share your side of why you have this policy and ask them if they need further clarification. I sometimes feel like, especially when we get into these really sticky situations, we tend to over-explain and we tend to 
oh, like give them way too much information that they didn't even ask for. So be very simplistic in how you say things and then ask, would you like me to expand on that? Do you need any further clarification so that you are saving yourself maybe the time of explaining everything if they're like, no, that's that's totally fine. I get that. That makes sense. And then the final step here in handling these difficult clients is to stand firm. You are the expert. You know what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not. And if you don't, this is a huge learning opportunity for you to start to see what am I willing to compromise on or what am I not willing to compromise? And this is going to be great knowledge for you to move forward with how to prevent this in the future. And we're going to talk about that next week in the boundaries episode. But I think it's really important that you feel confident in how you speak to your client. Because if your client hears any sort of doubt in your tone or any sort of hesitation, they're not going to take you seriously and they're not going to feel like you are the expert. So you need to feel confident in your words. And if you need to practice that in front of the mirror or with a trusted friend or with your spouse, do so. Communication is huge if you want to succeed as a business owner in general. But especially in this industry, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable holding your boundary and saying, this is why I shoot at this time. If you want to shoot at a different time, I am totally willing, if you are, if you are willing, but then you're going to tell them what what happens when you shoot at that time. You're going to say, you know, I'm not going to be able to guarantee these types of photos because that is dependent on light. If you want your session at this time, these are the types of images that you can expect and you're going to have them sign off on that. And that's you know, that's a, that's a, that's a compromise that you might be willing to make. But if you're not willing to make that, then you can say that, hey, I only shoot at, you know, the hour after sunrise and the hour before sunset. I'm so sorry. That's my policy. That is what I have decided. I totally understand if you need to find a new photographer. I'll make sure to refund your deposit or your retainer, however you word it in your contract. And that'll be that, you know, so I feel like that you have to really stand firm and you have to be willing also to refund that client. And if you're not, then that becomes even more sticky because now you feel stuck in that situation. And there comes a point when you're going to have to decide if you want to continue with that client or not. And I sort of just mentioned that, but there might come a point where you feel like, I'm just not the right photographer for them. You know, maybe miscommunication happened. Maybe they thought that photographers sort of meld to what the client wants. Maybe they didn't understand that you hire a photographer based on their editing style and they don't change it. That's why you hire a photographer, but maybe they were unaware of that. So that's just a conversation that you're going to have to have with them if you're not willing to budge on their expectations and their requests. Now, I have never had a client in my 10 years of being a photographer that I actually couldn't work out a solution with. 
And now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like every concerned client that I've ever had, it was after the fact. Like they wanted additional editing done or they wanted the raw files or one client in particular was really not happy with how she looked in the photos. And I made the mistake of asking her if it was something she thought I did wrong (laughs) as far as like posing her or angles or things like that, which was an absolutely catastrophic mistake. I don't recommend that, which is why I told you before, like stand firm, don't give any indication that you are hesitant or that you think it's your fault, unless you really truly do. But I feel as though it was such a great learning opportunity for me. So now in my contract, it says before you even hire me that I am not responsible for any clothing choices that you make or body image like issues that you have because that puts a lot of pressure on the photographer to try to make the client appear to be something other than they are which is a, a concern that I get a lot. A lot of people come to me and they are not happy with their body image and they want me to change their appearance. Now, yes, there are a few things that you can do with posing and angles and how you, you know, position your camera to make them appear slimmer, but there's not a whole lot that you can do. And so I upfront let my clients know that I do not do any sort of editing to make their body different than it appears on the camera. And so upfront, they know. So if that's what they're looking for, they can hire another photographer. So that's what I have for you guys today. I really hope that it gives you a baseline. It gives you sort of a structure and an outline for what to do when you encounter difficult clients and the step-by-step plan and strategy that you can put into place to help sort of ease that tension and come up with a compromise. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it and share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. Let us know what your favorite part of the episode was and share this with your friends who might find some encouragement and some support in how to handle difficult clients. I love spending time with you and thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. And until next time, mama, I am always here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.